Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to our December podcast. So today our theme is going to be over technology, and we are going to be discussing the benefits and disadvantages and the consequences of technology on our society. So we will be talking about artificial intelligence with Mayra Gutierrez, the trending OK Boomer phrase, and the justification of its use, and the to be or not to be spoken word segment with Chiron Ang, and the significance of mental health day policies in schools with Dana Garibaldi, and clubs here at IB with Joe Fred Gonzalez, and a debate between James Murray and Bianca Garcia over whether the benefits of technology in our society outweigh the risks. So, also I would like to let you know that we have some special podcasts in progress right now. So Giselle Costa and Denise Damkin, Two Sigmas, are showcasing their sustainable, ecologically friendly fashion line called Modern Chaos. And we are going to be interviewing them and releasing that onto our Spotify. So if you guys are interested in hearing more about their fashion line, then you can totally have a listen. It will be coming soon during the winter break. Also, we will be doing an investigative report on the Keanu Reeves shrine. How, what, where, when, and most importantly, who. So make sure to check that out when we do release it during the break. So without further ado, all of our announcements are finished. So we are going to move on to Myra about artificial intelligence. It's Myra, and today I'm gonna talk about AI. IDK, if you've heard about it. But AI has been everywhere in today's society. AI is any device that perceives its environment and takes actions that maximize its chance of successfully achieving its goals. Basically, it's to improve our quality of life. AI, or artificial intelligence, is a part of computer science and devoted to creating computing machines and systems that perform operations analogous to human learning and decision making. So I want to talk about some of the benefits as well as some of the challenges that we face with AI and some of the counterclaims that people have brought up since the AI has been so popular. First of all, AI is revolutioning the healthcare system. Apparently, it can create a lot of uh, cheap decisions and a lot of robots can replace humans and do a better job at creating positive solutions for people in the healthcare system. So robots can be used in the operating room. Lasers can be used to make incisions. Doctors maneuver machines to work throughout the body without much interference. This requires and benefits because there's less recovery time and there's less pain for the patient. It's more efficient surgeries and it saves a lot of people's lives and time. There's some that may argue that AI within the healthcare industry will increase cost to the patient. However, as everything in different times, as time progresses, uh, it could be cheaper in the long run through more manufacturing that is sophisticated. So it is estimated that by 2040, by the global burden of disease health financing, financing collaborator network in 2017, so this is pretty recent, that the world will spend around $25 trillion every year on healthcare. Of course, like I said before, AI could facilitate this in the long run. This high spend can place a significant burden on governments, payers, and individuals trying to cover healthcare costs. But it is, after all, supposed to help us with uh, encouraging and, and benefiting a human quality life. So, doctors can also sometimes misdiagnose patients. 
AI uses algorithms and this smart technology that is supposed to remove any human error that can come with doctors or with actual medical people that may not have as strong background as they suggest. Uh, there's different applications today that can be seen that can di diagnose melanoma or skin cancer by just algorithms in people's skins or in the patterns that are recognized through AI. But on the other hand, some people may argue that AI removes job opportunities for many people because of the replacement of people with actual robots or these systems that are you know, more complicated and are easier to replace because people are sometimes seen as variables. You know, their knowledge and their background is not necessarily always full of credentials. Okay, so in a recent study in 2017, again, a McKinsey report found that 30% of work activities could be automated by 2030, and up to 375 million workers worldwide could be affected by emerging technologies. 4% of jobs are highly automable, and another 32 have a significant risk of automation. Automation is basically when a robot can do things automatically without the struggle of a person deciphering something, without the time lapse of having to decipher anything or having to register a problem. It can be found as quick as a button. Manual labor could become obsolete. The question arises, who needs factory workers when you have machines to easily take their place and make no errors? Of course, this is all very ideal because the people that do create robots, those are job opportunities. And the people that you know have to troubleshoot these machines and these complicated technologies that have to be made are by some human because as anything, there's an origin and as anything, there's complications. It isn't as easy as AI becoming, superseding anything in system already in place. So AI is absolutely detrimental to those that rely on minimum wage, manual labor, or to support their families. However, AI is not super paramount to other institutions already in place. AI can create socioeconomic inequality is another argument that is in the world today, that is seen today in the world. So AI is restricted to few and only benefits the few. So by socioeconomic inequality, what does this mean? AI can create divisions because what if this person has AI, has AI opportunities that another person cannot have? It's a different problem that is seen in, to, in society today about opportunities and who gets to decide who is more deserving of this machine over another high quality, high technology machine that could be uh, accessible to everyone. It would create inequality and it would create division among people. The poor will become even more poor and the rich will become even more rich is another stance that people can take up. Since greed has been everywhere and has overtaken the corrupt businessmen of society, this is an argument that is heavily prevalent and is seen everywhere. So, without further ado, I've discussed some of the some of the benefits, you could say, some of the advantages and some of the disadvantages of AI. Now, UK about AI. Without further ado, that has been my segment. Good night, streaks.
Thank you so much, Myra. That was so insightful, and I really enjoyed all of your commentary that you were talking about. So now we're going to be moving on to Chiron Ang, and he's going to be talking about this big trend that we have seen on the internet that has been circulating concerning the baby boomer generation. So to give a little bit more background, the younger generation has been telling the older generations that are we claim to be mean to us, okay boomer, in a very insulting way. So there's this been there has been this debate on whether it is justified to be saying this phrase and to be demeaning baby boomers like this. So Chiron will be discussing this issue. So thank you, Chiron. Thank you, Alexis. So let's start off by saying what the okay boomer trend really is. It, it's just a phrase. It's just okay boomer. If you probably if you don't know what it is, you are probably one of those that it's said to. It's essentially just a way for younger people to dismiss older people. And this happens whenever maybe an older person, a quote unquote baby boomer, says, uh, go do your homework, stop, you know, get off your phone, those sorts of things. And obviously, like at first glance, this seems really offensive. It, but what's the story behind it? This OK Boomer trend started when there was a TikTok meme about it. TikTok's just a nap uh, for sharing videos, let's say. And one of these videos just focused on this OK Boomer phrase. And eventually it just kind of skyrocketed when other media formats like news and uh, television shows picked up on it too. So obviously this seems really offensive. I mean, you're just kind of dismissing concerns from older people with just a simple phrase, OK Boomer. And oftentimes, some of these concerns from older people really do matter. I mean, it is important to uh, go outside to not be so absorbed in your phone and what other people are doing. But at the same time, there's something much, much more. Vox writes that the OK Boomer trend is not only a snarky comment developed by teenagers, but also a natural progression of things that just evolves from generational conflicts. What's going on here is that, well, you have the baby boomers, the older people commenting and sometimes even insulting the younger generation, and you have the younger generation fighting back, just responding. And again, it just seems like a little minor thing, an offensive thing, but there is this sort of atmosphere that it, it ju it just, it's just going to happen, and while I guess you shouldn't ignore it, you have to learn to accept it and reflect. Because why are the younger generation saying this to the older generation? Maybe there's just a bit more than uh, you're on your phone too much, maybe just more than you don't really know what a phone is. In my opinion, it is perfectly valid to say that OK Boomer is a genuine offense toward o towards older generations. But you, the older generations also have to take into account that it's just a phrase. It's just another thing. It's another kind of eye roll comment that people will say that will develop. And as we go on, more and more of these things are going to arise. And instead of constantly commenting on the habits of technological youths, it's better to learn how to live with them, how to coexist with them, and really how to teach them in the right way so that way they don't become the next generation to say, okay, boomer. And while, while this might not set, 
well, okay, while realizing that it is a generational conflict might not solve anything, as there have been complaints from older people saying that this is offensive, this trend is bad, I'm not exactly sure what this means, but it doesn't sound very good, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I am one of the younger generation <laughs> youths, but I still think that it's not meant to openly harass older people. It's not meant to do any of that. It's just another way to express that maybe just because you're older, just because you might think that you're wiser, doesn't mean that you actually are. And I think that is perfectly okay. Thank you, Chiron, so much. That was actually really interesting to hear because Honestly, online, we don't think about the implication of the, of the things that we say. And to think that this also stems from a generational conflict is really amazing to hear. So without further ado, we are going to move on to one of our newest additions to the podcast, Dana Garibaldi. She's going to be talking about mental health within schools. And this can connect to technology through our use of social media and how it has resulted in a low self-esteem in teens. And, you know, Dana's going to go a little bit more into that. So go for it, Dana. Uh, thank you, Alexis. So this holiday season, we often spend a lot of time worrying about other people and what gifts we will give them. But what about giving a gift to ourselves and spending time thinking about what can make us happy this winter? Not exactly in a materialistic sense, but for our own psychological well-being. Mental health issues in high school age students have been on a recent rise and their sources can be traced to various things including college admissions, current political issues, social media ideals, and an overall competitive high school environment. On a daily basis, students have to ba balance heavy coursework, extracurricular activities, our social lives, and even basic things such as our own physical health, which often leads to an increase in stress and less available time for self-care. Some state governments in the U.S. have been observing this phenomenon lately and are implementing new mental health day policies for students. For example, Utah changed the definition of a student's valid excuse to miss a day of school to an illness which may be mental or physical. Oregon passed a law giving students five mental health days within a three-month period, and Florida recently passed a bill advocating for mental health day policies in schools under the 2020 Florida Legislature Session. The purpose of these mental health day policies are to give students a break from their hectic school schedules so that they can spend time taking care of themselves or attending therapy sessions if needed. While, unfortunately, most state governments aren't initiating these mental health day policies, one way you can still take care of your well-being outside of the school setting is by scheduling enough time for sleep. Teenagers need approximately 8 to 10 hours of sleep to function at their best and to be in their best mood, and most teenagers only receive about 7 and usually even less. By setting apart time in your schedule for an adequate amount of sleep, you will not only improve your overall stress and mental health, but your physical health as well. Another way you can improve your mental health outside of school is to simply do something you enjoy every day. It is essential to understand that while it is important to get all of our assignments done on time, we don't have to constantly be productive. Whether it be watching an episode of your favorite Netflix show, using a relaxing face mask, playing video games, reading a novel, or texting your friends, be sure to dedicate a small portion of your day to something you love to do. At the end of the day, your quality of life shouldn't have to be defined by how productive you are with school and various other commitments. So this holiday season, be sure to take care of yourself and give yourself the gift of mental health.
Thank you so much, Dana. Remember to give yourself a gift this Christmas, just like she said. So now we're going to be moving on to Joe Fred Gonzalez, and he's going to be talking to us about some of the clubs that you can find here at Lamar Academy and even at your home school that you guys should be looking into. So, hi, Joe Fred. Hello. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Uh, so I'm aware that the semester is coming to an end, but if you have been having trouble understanding certain topics from your classes, tutoring, tutoring club would be a great solution in order to improve your grades. Tutoring club takes place every Thursday in Ms. Sevier's room, uh, along with Mr. Maldrigal's room next to Ms. Sevier's room for students taking AP Calculus A, B, or BC. This will be starting on, as in the tutoring with Mr. Maldrigal, will be starting the this fall for the students taking those classes. And along with that, the other clubs that have been going on, if you're focusing, if you're looking into going into a type of STEM field or are interested into it, pursuing any uh, of these for, uh, these mentioned um, careers, you can join these clubs as well, such as Science Olympiad, in which you research topics over certain different areas of uh, biology, chemistry, and um, physics. I believe, along with mock trial, in which you can mock a trial, um, which is a very fun debate to to participate in. Along with that, Business Professionals of America is a once is a program in which you can participate in order to get further get more experience in what it's like to run certain types of organizations in a business. And moving on, there's also the Young Americans for Freedom, in which you can talk over political views and discuss certain um, things going on in our modern world. And lastly, there is Geography B, which is soon to come. More information on that in the future. If you're looking into any passion clubs or things that you just enjoy doing, such as art club, you can attend it in Mr. Paris's room on Tuesdays. Chess Club is hosted in Mr. Davida's Portable on Wednesdays. Indelible Ink and Literary Magazine in I at IB is every Monday in, mi in the spring with Miss Allen. Theater Club takes place in Mr. Orozco's Portable, which is past Mr. Reed's Portable on Tuesdays. Gioventu Mag Magazine takes place in Miss Johnson's room on Thursdays. Gardening Club it takes place in Miss Johnson's room every other Monday. Culture Club takes place in Ms. Calvillo's room on Fridays. If you're into any physical activities, you can join Open Gym Basketball Club, which is all week besides Friday. Hiking Club is a club in which you can go to explore different areas of the valley along with your peers, which is to be decided which days you'll be, they'll be meeting. If you want more information on that, you can contact Amanda Diaz if you can find her. And moving on, there's also Ultimate Frisbee, which is every Friday on the field near the portables. Diversity is needed, therefore all are welcome. We greatly appreciate, they want to send the message of, um, they wanted to send that message. Uh, along with that, there's the IB Volunteer Organization for those who are looking to find places where they can get hours or service credits or anything that you might need in terms of volunteering. That'll be with, yeah, you can contact me at Ailman along with Sofia and Noriega, and if it comes down to it, Ms. Tamez, although she's a busy woman, so make your choice wisely. And lastly, we have the IB podcast with, here at IB, where you can discuss certain topics, debate, and write articles, 
we are happy to have anyone join from all grade levels. And moving on to out of IB, you can look into what UIL academic activities there are at your home schools. Um, all, whole, all home schools have UIL, um, and so you can look into that if you are interested. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe Fed. Now we will be moving on to our to be or not to be spoken word segment, and this is going to be a short one. We have Chiron back again with some poetry that he will be sharing with us, and then we will be moving on to the debate. So, further without further ado, we will have Chiron give us some poetry. No, you guys, yeah. let's make a blooper. No, just start recording now. We'll we'll make bloopers. I'm already recording. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, okay. <laughs> can I just start? Yes. <laughs> Bones. Wait, I'm not recording. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I did it for the okay, blooper. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, let's. Bones are not plants. A poem by Chiron Ng. When you ask someone about the nearest plant, do they tell you about the garden that their mom or dad spends days working on? or the nearest electric plant that always blacks out? Do they slump to their phones searching up directions instead of pointing to the nearest shade of green because just maybe there isn't any? Because just maybe they don't know any great big fields that aren't farms? Or maybe because, just because, the only kind of plant that matters is the one that powers our houses, lets us play video games, turns on the TV, connects us with people we don't even know. Where has our world gone to? To black mirrors instead of walking around. To lingering next to storefronts, school gates, fire escapes, instead of next to birds, sunlights, rivers. From newspapers and radio to 24-hour news vomit to one-minute posts on Instagram. We claim that this is good for us, that it's good to be connected, to be online, to be social, informed but it just absorbs our attention, our pictures, including the image in our head of ourself, and most of all, the chance to get offline and do something I need to do, but I'm not in the mood to do it, so I'll check Snapchat and Instagram first for a second. All of this is still a thing and not a fad, because friends and family can't really mentor you, tell you otherwise, when they all do the same too. Thank you so much, Chiron. <laughs> That was so worthy of a mic drop. You deserve Thank you. that. Everybody clap. Yay. Yes. Yes. Poetry King. Okay. Thank you, Chiron. That was a fat mood. Okay. Now we are moving on to our debate. So with us today, we have James Murray and Bianca Garcia. And they will be talking about the benefits and risks of using technology. So James Murray is taking the conservative perspective and Bianca will be taking the, liber the liberal perspective in which she is going for the benefits of technology, and James is talking about the consequences of using technology. So, we can begin with whoever wants to start first. Ladies first. <laughs> Alrighty, okay. So, technology has been very influential in today's society. The way we communicate nowadays, the way we are able to become friends from people across the country and even in different countries is so amazing to see. And for myself, I think in a more different way about technology, I think that it's amazing how 
nowadays technology is so influential in our lives and we use it almost every single day in our classrooms we are on google classroom we're working on a google doc we type everything out now our notes are done online and we are slowly evolving into a completely technology based life um and i'm happy for it i'm excited for what's to come and what new innovations we're gonna um explore and create yeah you want to continue? well I would yes um, first I'd like to clarify what technology is because it's such a broad commonly used word yeah. I'm gonna go with the Greek root on this um, and uh, which is technology techne meaning to art or craft and logo logia which goes back to logos and word and logion which is Oracle so technology is, well, what does an oracle do? An oracle predicts the future. So I think that we should take the definition of technology as something that crafts the future. Well, we have to understand there's so many things that have crafted a horrible future for us. And let's look at what the future is coming to now as our technology develops and changes. Um, in response to what you said about it connects us more, it creates more complex relationships, or actually it doesn't create more complex relationships as well, I'll say. It interacts with, a, it increases interaction. Mm -hmm. But what does that craft for our future? I don't think it crafts a good future for us. Mm -hmm. I think it crafts a future where we're expected to interact constantly, where we're expected to constantly be on our phones rather than doing something as the prior poem so aptly described enjoying nature. Um, do you want to respond to that? I think nowadays the issue is not that we're on our phones 24-7. It's that parents from a young age nowadays are giving their children the technology and starting to get them addicted to it. But for us who grew up with technology at what like 10 or 9 I think we're pretty we're normal we know when to put our phone down or at least I do I know when to look outside get some vitamin D and some sun but I also know that technology is so important and what you were saying with like tech um, technology is kind of strain our conversations and our relationships with people I disagree I think technology is now forcing us to be more vulnerable on social media on every platform you have to put yourself out there so you can make those connections with people um, that's why when you see people on the news nowadays it's like kind of normal to see someone cry it's normal to see someone get super mad like you have to see these people become so vulnerable so that you can connect with them and you are now you know, on the same page with, let's say, a celebrity or anybody. Um, now, I do agree with what you were saying about the whole thing that, you know, we're not going outside now, we're not really with our nature aspect of life, whatever, whatever. But it's not really our fault. I think it's the parents' fault. It's the parents' um, job to be on top of that and not the kids. If we are given the opportunity to be on our phone and to learn more about our world, well, I'm going to do it. And I think the kids that are younger than us are going to do it as well. But I just think we need to be more conscious of our actions. And that's why I am. And I think a lot of us here at IB are too. I mean, we have a freaking Frisbee club outside. It's fun. We like to be outside. 
Um, so, yeah. Well, I would just like to respond to a few things, and then I'd, I'd like to address a different aspect of technology. Mm -hmm. One, I don't think you can relegate that technology is distracting us or changing our whole way we do relationships on parents. Like, we still choose to use our phones the way we do. We still choose to have the apps that us we choose do, to yeah. do. And I think we are just as guilty. And oh, yeah. also part of my whole techne crafting of the future, I'm asking, do we want kids to be having phones at such a young age? That's part of what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think, and you were saying you don't think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so I have to ask, I don't, I think that's a problem that we need to address. Mm -hmm. um, now in response to um, us growing up without our phones, what's 10? Like 10 to 90, like, in comparison to what we've experienced with our phones, mm -hmm. most of us are live most of our lives, if not our entire conscious life, with phones and with technology. It's an ingrained part of us. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd also like to address, in terms of crafting the future of energy and the future of weaponry, because, like, if we look at what happened with um, the Los Alamos and Manhattan Project, and Every scientist on the Manhattan Project was horrified by what they created. And I agree with them. It's not going to end well in terms of nuclear war and such. Well, I want to talk about that because it's important that we continue to grow with our technology. But you have to remember that these leaders, these people are very aware of what that technology does and what it could do. I think when the U.S. dropped those atomic bombs after the Manhattan Project the trials that they had, they knew what they were doing. They know what that does. It's a nuclear bomb. Um, and why do you think we haven't dropped anything in a while? Because we're very conscious of our actions, and God bless that someone is, and that Trump hasn't done anything horrible, because that can happen. But I'm grateful that we have the leaders that we have in office today where in every country, not even just in the US, that they know what they're doing with this technology because it is grave, it's serious. It's, it can be super impactful where hundreds and thousands of people can die. Something that I wanna talk about is um, global warming where I think technology needs to be more impactful on because there's this thing about solar system, uh, solar energy and wind energy and yes, it's super good and we need to start doing it, but a lot of people don't wanna do it because it's so expensive. It's a big problem. Um, and I think if we want to live a more healthier, um, beneficial life for our world and maybe even for like future generations to continue living on this earth, we need to find ways to improve the technology. Um, because it's there, we know what it is and it can like flourish into something greater. We just have to keep going and working at it. Okay, so first in response to us having leaders that do know what they're doing, well, do they really? Because we you're nodding your head, <laughs> but we haven't died yet, and that's kind of my point. Even if we say that Trump isn't bad, it's not what I'm saying. What mm -hmm. I'm saying is they're still stockpiling it. They're not yeah. it's a demilitarizing it. It's a major threat, mm -hmm. and not just that it's a major threat, but it's continued to get more threatening. It, their bonds are getting stronger. Yeah. It's, in my opinion, only a matter of time before someone accidentally sets it off and it creates a chain reaction where everyone kills each other. I don't think it can happen like that. Why not? <laughs> I don't think it okay, can even just be an accidental thing. It has to be like 
the number one person has to be like do it and then everyone well, else is then, like are you sure and then they're like humans yes, are do it. super irregular in their patterns of thought um it's all about brain chemistry and we have really dynamic brain chemistry we Don't are dynamic think, complex creatures i agree but there's someone you who's have gonna to be, remember someone's always putting that other person in check like it's not just one yeah person. but the problem with nuclear bombs is there won't be someone to keep it in check it just takes one crazy person with a button. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's but, but not he, just one crazy person with a button. There's a hundred crazy people with a button. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be other people that will tell that one person that's going to press a button not to do it. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. At some point, there's an, there's an <laughs> You're executive... You're going to fight me on this. I'm, uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll move on um, because we haven't found... Whatever. <laughs> so, um, we didn't come to a consensus yes, on that one. On... Uh, on um, global warming, well, yes, it sucks. yes, it does. But te technology is the cause yeah. of global warming. Like you can't say you want more technology. And in terms of um, technology becoming more into it, just to reduce the stuff that would lower global warming creates more, more global warming. So you can't say I want more technology into this whole situation because you're more likely to create more problems than less problems. I see what you mean. <laughs> it's the cows. <laughs> um, I don't... I can't really... Um, I want to say that you're wrong, but I know you're right. And the issue is that is, like, how do you answer that? Because we haven't had any like substantial evidence that proves you are wrong. Like you're right, all the numbers are there, all the facts are there. The people that are really talking to the UN and like freaking, what's his name? What's his name? The guy on the Titanic, what's his name? What's his name? Leonardo Who are you talking about? Oh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. DiCaprio, he's literally telling people every single big meeting he has with the UN, hey, technology's bad, don't do it. Like let's find another way to save the earth and no one does it. Um, but I will say that I like technology that we have right now because it me like measures how bad global warming is. You know what I mean? It's giving us the numbers. It's allowing us to see the effect that it has. But it crafted, but it crafted those numbers. Not technically. Not, and, well, yes, because technology is the reason why we need to expand, why we need more technology to support itself and to prevent global warming. It's caused, it's, it's an endless cycle of causing itself. Okay, well then I have a question for you. How do we stop it? Like, how do you get everybody on board to like be no more technology, let's turn off the power right now, today, in a minute, in a minute, you know what I mean? It I... will happen. It's something we can say that like, oh yes, we need to stop technology, but it's not gonna happen. No one can do it, no one will do it, no one's gonna be 100% on board with it. So the only thing that can really come out of it is making more technology, is helping to create the technology that'll help the earth. That's what I'm saying, is that yes, technology's bad, yes, sometimes it's, it's not helpful, but we need to work to make the technology that will be helpful. Do you know what I mean? I understand what you mean, but here's the thing. One, we're kind of burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. And we're talking about the benefits and problems with technology. And what I'm saying is, long term, both past and future, technology has caused the problem and will continue to be causing a problem with this. The good thing is, a candle usually only has one wick. 
So we just need but to we, find but out how this is a normal candle. This uh, I'm saying we're burning at both ends, which means it's got two wicks. No, I'm saying there's only one wick. But it could still burn down. There's only one way to move forward, one wick. That, that, that makes very little sense. It makes I, complete sense. You can't go back. I'm not talking about those, <laughs> those, those candles. Don't think about the Bath and Body Works candles. No, 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 no. We're talking about a candle that has one wick. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. I'm just gonna propose a question. Maybe yeah. that can like help facilitate this. Um, okay, so we've already agreed that there's um, there, there's a lot of disadvantages to technology. But and you were talking about climate change. I think maybe you should discuss on how technology has helped reduce reduce climate change. There have there has been technology that has helped reduce climate change. And you can easily say that climate change is one of the reasons that most of humanity will be wiped out in about like the next decade or so. For sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So that is a really big human problem right now. So technology can be one of the only ways to save us from that possible destruction. Maybe you guys want to build off of that. Well, I think we've been talking about that for a yeah. while. Um, <laughs> I like I brought up the thing about solar energy, right? What I was saying before is that it's amazing to do that. It's a good idea, but the only issue is that it's so expensive. If you're not a freaking millionaire or like a doctor, you can't put a bunch of solar energy panels on your house. And you know, it's it, that's the, the issue with that, I think, is that we're creating these, these technologies to improve um, the world and stop, or kind of prevent global warming but we're not making it accessible for people and for me to be like I'm pro-technology well pro-technology has to be like okay let's make it accessible for everybody you know what I mean um yeah I think it's just it's hard well would you like to then talk about <laughs> technology's effect on economy because it's oh. greatly increased um economic gaps and prevented people from having or being the same in terms of how much money they have or how good their life is. It's greatly created. We could even talk about the difference in technology just between the U.S. and say a Freaking third China. world, yeah, third world country, China, India. What do you would you want to go there? Or would you want to talk about the general effects it caused um, in making single people within a certain country different? Or you want to do both? Let's do both. Okay. I like a little mix of everything. Okay, so. Let's talk about the U.S. for a little bit. So the U.S. is always like, everyone in America has a dream. Everyone can make something out of their life, right? No, fam, that's not how it happens. And you, it's hard, because there's so, I can talk about so many things right now. When you are at a low-income household, and you are like in the poverty of poverty, in those really, like, really low economic towns or places and regions, it's hard to not be pro-technology because that's what you wish to have. Like when you you don't have a TV, let's say, you really want a TV. Like you will save, you'll tell your mom, please can I have a TV, whatever, whatever. And then finally when your mom saves up enough money and she doesn't have to focus too much on you eating, you get a TV and you're like, yes, technology, boom. But let's say you are rich, right? And you have all the freaking TVs you want. You have a pool that can heat itself. You have solar panels to like to give out. Um, yeah, you can help then because you have the funds. What I'm saying is like, 
or what I'm trying to get to is it's hard when you don't have the money to try to help or prevent global warming. You know what I mean? I, I'm not talking about global warming. No, anymore, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. talking about like technology, how it plays with that as well. Like it's all intertwined. It is, but what I was saying is it's created because we got to ask what is good, what is bad. Because, mm-hmm. and I think we can generally agree that um, a large mass of people being under a very small few is not necessarily a good thing. Do we agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Well, then technology is a major feature to blame on this. One, just in terms of what it's done for our understanding of Silicon Valley and how that's whole all worked out, Mm -hmm. it's created this new generation of billionaires and supremely wealthy people compared to um, the mass population. Mm -hmm. Now, I would like to bring in also how China and India works. A large reason why they don't have technology is because they lack infrastructure, or, yeah. or why the well, the example of their loss of technology is the fact that they lack infrastructure. Infrastructure again, if we're going to say, techne is or technology, um, crafting the future. Mm-hmm. If you lack infrastructure, you lack a way to craft your future, and technology has failed them in this because it's created this giant gap between societies in the U.S. Yeah. and India. If we had, okay, so. There's two ways we could, we could talk about this. We could talk about the fact that if the U.S. didn't have it, then there would be um, far less um, gap, far less of a gap between the, ver- um, the U.S. and India in terms of how much money it has. Now we could also talk about the fact that um, India lacks the, um, the fact that India's lack of money is also bad for them. If we talk about how that's bad, technology has hurt them by failing to be developed in their country. And their government and it. Do you see what I mean? I I see what you're getting at, I really do. But I don't think technology failed them. I just think they're not there yet. You know, like they just need to be developed a little bit more. They just don't have the funds, I think, to spread technology. But the reason why they don't have the funds is because technology has created the very wealthy that don't want them to have the funds. Okay, I see your point, I see your point, but and that's kind of what I was saying. It's hard to get that technology when it's so unattainable because of the cost. But that's bad. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with you. So then I'm right? <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, yeah, I can't really rebuttal that. I agree with you. And that's that. <laughs> okay, I think this debate is over. All right. Okay, that's fun. And guess what, y'all? It's blooper time. Woo! You should have me here more often. Okay. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out, Bianca. Bad girl. <laughs> Hola, buenos dias. We are bilingual here. Oh, look, it's Mr. Medina. Say hi, Mr. Medina. You can't. Okay. Bye, Mr. Medina. We need a mic drop. Let me drop the mic real quick. No. no. We dropped the mic. Okay. Okay. So that is the conclusion. Oh wait, no. Okay. What did you want to say? I didn't want to say anything. Then why did you make that face when I started talking? I didn't want to say anything. Okay. Well, wait, um. What were you gonna say? I was gonna end it. Okay. Yeah. No. Just end, <laughs> just end it. Just end it. Well, what were you gonna say? I wasn't gonna say anything. You're recording this. No, no. Me fighting with Chiron. No, I wasn't. Chiron. No. Okay. 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 I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything.
<laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm okay, you guys. This is just to show that Chiron is fake. Can Chiron I? ain't the OG. Can I counter? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh. Okay. So I'd like to start off by by saying that you have me here. So if I'm a loser, that means you're all losers too. Where did by that association, come from? By association. Did I call you a loser? Um, you said I was fake. Oh. Equivalent. That is not the that equivalent. That is totally equivalent. equivalent. Okay. Hi, Mr. Medina. Would you like to say something? Oh, he. He agrees with me. Yes, That's why. He is smiling right now. <laughs> and he's walking away. He has his arms crossed over his chest. He's wearing a gray shirt. Fake, fake is the equivalent black of pants, loser. And he walked out of the room. Because yes. he knew that you were fake. I am actually. the narrator of the, his story, and he doesn't know it. Okay, well, this has been eventful. Thank you. <laughs> so, articles that you should. Thank you, Joe Fred. You're so enthusiastic. I don't think we've ever had a podcast where everybody vibes so well. Our vibes are on I think point it was today. Me in. I think it was Bianca. That was a that was a great <laughs> debate. I just want to mention that that was a great debate. That was a very civil debate. And now, Alexis, would you like to talk about the articles that yes. were posted? Yes, I would like to talk about the articles. So, some articles that we have that you need to look out for. How are Christmas and the horrors of capitalism connected? Stay tuned. And from Emily McBride, winter holidays around the world. That's so cool. You know, where I be, international, baccalaureate. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me. You know what, Joe You should make that sound on the mic yeah. right now. I'm exposing you. No, it didn't pick you up. Uni, unidirectional. You're, you're, you're gonna connect yeah. this to what the other stuff. Yeah. Just say it. Do it. Yeah. It was a one moment thing. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Underclassmen ain't it, y'all. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, I think you're I, fake. <laughs> just saying. You're right. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I love all of my staff members. I'm. I'm not a dictator. I swear. Okay, that's it. I, I'm done for today. I think I lost my brain cells during this podcast, and I'm sorry. It's fine. I apologize. No, it's fine. Okay, thank you. I guys. was like cramming to get all of this work done right before, <laughs> in between my finals. Oh, wow, it just shows that Kyra. I didn't say that. That's, this just shows that Chiron has poor time management. But I'm not fake because I got it done. And that's what we like to hear. Oh, okay. We're procrastinators, but we finish. And that's what is encompassing the entire Ivy podcast. <laughs> and Mr. Medina is just watching us in disapproval, and he should. And that's equivalent. <laughs> he should. Okay. Bye, everyone. Sorry you had to hear this. Goodbye.